Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. God wants to transform your life, make you into a new person by changing the way you think. God loves to see us grow. When you and I change our mindset of who we can be and what we can be, we change the environment we're in. Well, hello. Good uh, morning. Okay, okay. Jeff is really excited. Those of you don't know, Jeff is super excited. Hey, glad you're here. This is the second 9.30 service, friends. Yeah, how many of you are like, oh, go, oh my goodness, we didn't realize and you got here, but you got here. We're glad that you are here. Um, all right, so we're in this series called Mind Games, but I want to have a conversation about a particular topic, but it starts with you uh, answering this question, okay? Um, or, or this phrase. How many of you have heard, floats like a butterfly, stings like a... B, who is that? Who is that? Anybody? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Okay, what's the rest of that quote? What? You're like, no, that, there's, no there's no more. That is not all that he said, by the way, friends. There's more things that he said. He actually, the phrase keeps on going. He says, uh, floats like a butterfly, stings like a bee. Your hands can't hit what your eyes can't see. Yes. You know what's interesting about Muhammad Ali is that um, based on people uh, looking into his life and looking to, into his career, he didn't have the talent. He didn't have like the natural ability to be a boxer. Like he wasn't that guy you're like, oh, this guy's a boxer. This guy's got like serious genes uh, to really dominate in that sport. He didn't, really didn't have that. What he had uh, was his ability to understand his opponent. And he talks about this idea of like learning the opponent so well. And the phrase that, you, that he's talking about, the whole idea of like your, your, your hands, bro, can't hit what, what uh, your eyes can't see is that he is, th- he is thought through how he's going to defeat his opponent. And it's a mind game. Like he plays not against the physical body of his opponent, but all actually the person's mind, which is really fascinating when you read his story. See, what's interesting about that is that I think there's so many of us, we, when we think about um, accomplishments, people who are like killing it in their field, we just go, they just got super amount of talent, right? Like how many of you know super talented people, right? It's not you. It's not, you're, talk, you're thinking about someone else, right? Right? You're just talented people. And we've said to people, oh my gosh, you're so talented. You're brilliant. You're so smart. But today, what I want to do is I want to play a little, not mind game, but I want to shift the way you think. Because I don't think talent, talent is, is all that. In fact, Cristiano, 
Cristiano Ronaldo, who is a Portuguese soccer player, right? He is renowned, okay? He says this, which is interesting. You're like, okay, okay. Uh, all sports references today? Yes. Okay. Um, um, he says that talent without hard work is, is, anybody know for some crazy chance what that quote is? Is nothing. Nothing. It's nothing. He says, he says uh, talent without hard work is nothing. And I thought about this a little bit. And before I even heard about this quote, I've always wrestled with this quote. And I, in fact, I wrote it on a wall, um, on a whiteboard for the longest time. And this idea of talent without effort um, is a tragedy. Because for so many of us, maybe you can relate, I've always been of the, the mind frame that I just was not given a lot of talent. Like, there, you know, there's some people, you're like, oh my gosh, you look at them and physically you're like, seriously, God, seriously? Seriously, they get everything. Like sometimes I, 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 I look at actors and actresses and I'm like, they have it all. Like it, it seems like they've got it all. They've got the, they've got, they're, they're so talented. They're so beautiful. They're gorgeous. They're like, they're nice people. What? That's not even fair. Like be mean, you know what I'm saying? But they're just nice people. They're like, oh my gosh, they're like a specimen. Right? They're like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So what does that have to do with a spiritual conversation? What does that have to do with you and I growing in our faith? I think for some of us, you've grown up with this idea that you are just not a very spiritual person. That you're not really a person who really can pray or share God or really read the Bible or understand it or, oh, God forbid, teach it. That you just can't, you're not that person. You're not that person. Well, see, that's why we're doing a series called Mind Games because we're trying to transform the, our lives and God wants to transform your life and my life by changing your mind, your mind. So let's jump in, Let Romans 12, read it with me, help me out here, okay, help me out. Okay, and if you're a guest here, new here, coming back to us, like we like to read out loud, all right? So help me out, partly because I can't read, so help me. Help me. All right, let's go. Ready? One, two, three. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. Like basically God wants to change your life by changing, by using your mind to do it, which is fascinating, isn't it? Because when we read this, we're like, oh, God, I just want to change my life. And so we pray for a new life. But in fact, God wants to give you a new way to live this new life, not just a new life. I just want a new career. I just want a new purpose. I want, a, I want new friends. And you want new uh, season of life. No, no, he wants you to give you a new way to go through the season of life that you're in right now. So as we talk about this and we dissect this a little bit more, we realized that last week, if you caught that, caught that, last week I introduced a book to you and I said this, this series is, is connected to uh, and motivated by a certain book called Mind Shift. And it's by Carol uh, Dwick and she's a, a psychologist and it's been very well known in her field, but also she has um, really made a difference in this idea of understanding how the brain works and how learning works. And she talks about two different kinds of mindsets. One is a fixed mindset. Can you say fixed? Fixed, fixed. And the other one is a growth mindset. Can you say growth? Growth, thank you so much. I know, it's the 9.30, it's the 9.30. You guys are not awake. It's all good, it's all good. 
Okay, okay, we'll keep on going. All right, so fixed mindset says this. I was born with certain attributes, there are certain smarts, certain abilities, and I can't change. That's it, that's all I can do. Like, so you look at a person, you go, this is who this person is. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a saying, I think, in the country, or it says that you can take the girl out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the girl. You can't do that. It's, people are who they are, and they will never change. That is a fixed mindset. Like, so when you and I look at our lives and we go spiritually, this is the kind of person I am, then you always think, I am that person always. But then when you lead and when you parent like that as well, it's the same scenario. It's the same thing where we go, you know what? Um, uh, this person is never going to change. She is uh, the smart one in our family and the, 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 our boy is not so smart. I grew up with that. I grew up with the idea of... Basically, I was told I'm not smart. Like my brother is smart, you're not smart. You're funny, but you're not smart. You know what I'm saying? Or, or somebody has told you, oh, you're cute, you're beautiful, but not competent. Like, I don't know about that. So we've been told this is who you are and this is who I am. And when it creeps into our spirituality, it messes us up. So that's a fixed, fixed mindset. A growth mindset says you can change. You can change, you can evolve, you can get better. That means if you were really bad at prayer, but now you can pray, you, you can do that. You were, you were bad at, uh, you were not that wired up to understand the scriptures. You can understand scriptures. I mean, I just want to let you guys know, first of all, I grew up uh, born and raised as a Muslim, conservative, Sunni, Muslim, Pakistani living in Kuwait, okay? English was not my first language not my second language, okay? So here's what happens. I come to the States, have a radical experience with Christ, and now I'm dissecting a book in English called the Bible, and I'm going, what does this mean? And for, for a hot minute, I was like, there's no way I can understand this. There's no way I'm called to do this. And by the way, I can't even understand this far, far from ever being on stage teaching it. I never thought, I would be a communicator, never. And especially about an English text that most people argue about for centuries. So I'm like, this is not gonna happen. But I have seen, I've seen that there's something about uh, people who go, you know what? I'm owning the fact that I don't have what she has or he has, but I can grow, I can get better. And so I just wanna remind you and you might be in a season right now. You're like, okay, I'm brand new parents. And you might have thought, man, I'm not a good mom. Like people told me, I'm just not wired up to be a mom. But guess what? You can grow. You can be a better mom. You can be become better. Oh, I'm just not a better this. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at that. I just want to break us out of that boy because God says, hey, don't, 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 don't. Follow the pattern of this world that tells you, you are this kind of person and you're that kind of person. Do not allow yourselves to be in categories, but change, transform your life by changing the way you what? Help me out, changing the way you think. This is such a profound thought and I think it'll break some of us, some of us out of it. And we're doing this four week series and my whole point is, I don't even know if you'll learn anything, but if you could just see something that you've never saw before, a potential that you have, a, a thought that maybe, just maybe, I could become better at this, and I never, because, you know, I'm not handy, or I don't cook, and I don't do this. Like, if you would stop labeling yourself for a minute, and allow God to really flow through you, 
allow you to actually put in the work, man, you'll see things change. But here's the problem. The problem is, is our, our issue is, is, is deep. Like last week, like we talked about this idea of identity. We talked about Joseph. Joseph, who like the, you know, sorry, we talked about Jacob. Jacob was all about his identity, who he was and all that. And we changed his name as in we found out that God changed his name to, anybody knows? Israel. So today I want to talk about his son. His son didn't have an identity issue. Didn't have an identity issue. Didn't really wonder, you know, who he was. But he did have an attitude issue. Not an identity, but his attitude issue. So not, he's not, we're not talking about Jacob. We're talking, I'm sorry, we're not taking, we're not talking about Jacob. We're talking about Joseph. Joseph had an attitude issue and what he needed to understand how God was going to use him is he needed an attitude adjustment. So why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you need an attitude adjustment. Yeah, I know. Some of you guys are like, there's no way. We just got this. This is, this is, this is just right, working right now. I didn't do anything this morning to mess it up. I am not doing that, sir. That's not happening. I get it. I get it. Attitude adjustment. All right. Well, let's jump in. So jo- uh, Joseph. Joseph was this guy, and he is, I think, you know, they've made plays about him. Anybody remember Joseph? What was he famous for? Anybody remember? The Technicolor coat. Yeah, that's funny. Yes, the coat of many colors. Uh, Joseph has been, uh, you know, used for a lot of things. But Joseph is this guy who basically ends up being um, a guy who uh, is a, uh, let me tell you the story. So basically this guy is like, he's got brothers, but there is something about Joseph uh, um, compared to his brothers. Uh, He is the most favored of them. Uh, he's also this guy who's not really wise, and I, th- I think if you read his story, and historians, especially Jewish historians, have said that Joseph is really a guy who was, um, who was extremely narcissistic and was moving towards a place of coming across like he just had everything going for him. See, the problem is when you're favored by people, when you're favored by God, uh, when you're favored by uh, someone in your organization, there's so easily this idea like I can do nothing wrong and everybody needs to just bow down to me. So let's just pick it up. Let's pick it up and here's what happened. Genesis 37. It says, now Israel, Israel loved uh, Joseph more than any of his other sons. Now we know why his name is Israel, right? Because it was Jacob. Changed it. Okay, so he loved him more than any of his other sons because he was born when Jacob was old. Jacob had made, uh, a, made him a long robe. That's where you get the whole robe thing from. And when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of his brothers, they, they help me out, they, what, they hated him. They hated him and couldn't even talk nicely to him. Now, the problem is not that he was given a coat and no one else was given a coat. See, the issue is, is that in Jewish culture, every, like the father provides clothing for, for all the sons, especially. And he, they provide coats and particular things. The problem is his father gave him another one, not just one. 
give another one. And that is symbolic. A double portion of a blessing means favor. Very much so. And so his brothers already knew. It wasn't like, oh, maybe, no, no, no. Like, it was very clear that dad loved this guy more. He just did. And they did not like him because he was cocky about it. It says here, Joseph had a dream and told it to his brothers, okay, um, which made them hate him even more. Now, he's talking about this. He said to them, he said, listen, to this dream I had, when we were binding stocks of grain in the field, my stocks stood up and stood upright while your stocks gathered around and bowed down to my stocks. Like, could you imagine telling this to your brother? He had a dream that I'm better than you. I pretty much, I'm better than you. His brother said to him, will you really be our king and rule over us? So they hated him even more because of the dreams he told them. And then Joseph had another dream and described to his brothers. And he says, just, I just dreamed this, uh, just, uh, hey guys, guys, I've, got, I've just dreamed this again. And this time, this time, it's not like, you no, know, no, this time it's the sun and the moon. And the 11 stars were bowing down to me. Like, I don't know how unaware you need to be to like tell people about this. Like, if you have a dream like this, you know, it's wisdom to not just like, hey guys, I just, like go to your office and say, by the way, guys, I had a dream last night and I know you guys are, you know, we're all coworkers, but in this dream, you guys were bowing down to me. And I just feel like that's something. There's something, we need to put that in the notes. Like, this is what, this is what needs to happen here. Like he had no, no idea what he was doing. I think part of it is he actually believed it. He believed it. See, I think Joseph grew up with privilege. A sense of like things, I am special and I am favored and, and he didn't even know it. And I think for some of us, when you grow up with a certain kind of privilege, we don't know it. We have no idea that you and I live privileged lives. See, friends, I, I, I know that our lives are hard and complicated in so many ways. But the fact that we are here, the fact that we have central AC, which I didn't even grow up with, by the way, okay? With a, I mean, uh, is it privilege? It's, it's so much privilege. Like, we've been given so much. And you think, you're like, no, 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 you have no idea. Friends, I, I'm just telling you, if you start looking into the rest of the world, we are living it up here. And you're like, name, but I have bills and I've got this. Yeah, you got things to have bills. Like what? Yeah, you have actually property. You have, you have a lot of things that you have to maintain and lease. Some people don't even have that. They don't, they don't have any of that. And there's so much privilege that we don't know. Joseph grew up thinking that whatever, who he was is because who he was. Like it was given to him and that's it. The problem with that is, is that when you believe the talent, when you believe that who you are, your category, when it's good, you just think that that is the thing that defines you and should keep you going. That's it. That means that if someone's called you smart, if someone calls you just brilliant, or gorgeous, or just a genius. Someone's called you any of those things. And you and I will end up living our lives trying to always live that out. And we will not try anything that tells us not to, uh, that we might fail in it. 
In fact, the book that I mentioned, this psychologist, she, they did a study on students who were called this again and again, that they were brilliant, smart, all these things. And there are other students who said, you know what, you might not be that smart, but through effort and work, you can actually grow and get better. And when educators started um, looking at this, realizing that there are certain teachers who would call their students dummies and others just brilliant, there was a serious issue. The issue was a lot of therapy involved there. But besides that, what they realized is that the ones who were called smart would continually lie about how smart they were. But the ones who were not called they were smart would just be accurate in who they were. They lied on test scores. And so this book, she talks about like that sometimes when we tell people they're geniuses, they're brilliant. When we tell our kids, you're awesome. You're basically saying you were born a certain way and you'll be like that for the rest of your life. But instead, if we, if we, and if we, if we praise effort, if we talk about, hey, it's not about what you were given. It's not about how far, you, you know, how, uh, where you're at right now. It's how far you've come. It's not about all the things you were born with. It's all the hard work you've put in to get where you are. That changes the game. And for Joseph, here's what happens. You know, and I know, that Joseph, after this, got sold into slavery. His brothers hated him so much, they wanted to kill him. And I can't get into the details of the story because it is so profound, but he gets thrown into a well, and then he, or pit they call it, and then he gets sold into slavery. He ends up in Egypt, and now he's working for a very influential man. He's working for the man, and now because of his raw talent that he did have, okay, not an attitude adjustment, but just talent that he had, he rose up in ranks. He rose up in ranks, and if you know the story, what happened is, is that Potiphar's wife hit on him. And we've been maybe told the story, like, you know, that he resisted, and he was such a great guy because he resisted her, and he left, and, and then he got accused falsely, and he got thrown into a pit again. He got thrown into jail again. But I want you to read the account here, and I want to show you something. Here's what happened. Genesis 39. It says here, and after a time, his master, this is the Potiphar, master's wife cast, cast his, her eyes on Joseph. Cast his eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Like an eye, okay? And says, lie with me. But he refused, and he said this to his master's wife. Now, I want you to hear his words, okay? This is the guy who grew up in privilege, grew up in, with talent, grew up about him, all about himself. Here's what he says. He says, behold, because of me, my master has no concern about anything in this house. He has put me, uh, he has put everything he, that he has in my charge. Okay, next thing he says, he is not greater in this house than who? I am nor has he kept anything back from me uh back anything from me except you because you are his wife and then how can i do this great wickedness and sin against god i just want you to know here the jewish writers would go okay let me just tell you by the way he throws in like you know thank you you know i wouldn't i want, don't want to do this because of god 
but he's talking about who he is and his image. He's saying that this, that I run this place. I'm in charge of this place and I'm not going to do anything that ruins my reputation. I want you to understand something that sometimes when we get caught up in ourselves, we don't even realize it. And all we care about is image. All we care about. And sometimes we do the right things for the wrong reasons. Because you would think that God would be like, you are so awesome. You're so great. I'm going to reward you. But the story of Joseph tells us that God will look at us because he was he was, he was 17 when he was like given this coat of, of colors and he was favored and all that. 17 years old, this kid. And he, again and again, he was told he is the best. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. He believed that he's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. He's awesome. And everybody's going to bow down to him and everything's, everything's going to be great. And when you were told again and again, you're talented, you're talented, you're talented, you're talented, you're so genius, you're smart, you're beautiful, blah, 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 blah. You believe it so much and, you, and all you care about is your image and when when you just care about that god says hey hey hey, i I get your image but what's up with your heart what's up with your attitude and i want you to know that right now what happens is is that god allows this to happen what is this he gets falsely accused of rape and he gets thrown in and he's there stuck in a pit again the word pit to describe the first pit, pit that he was is the same word to describe the pit that he got in again. I mean, it says jail, but he's stuck in jail. And there he dreams. If you read the story, he dreams and has, the, the, has, has this uh, dream and he saves a cupbearer of a king. And the cupbearer is like, listen, when I get out and uh, I'm going to help you out. And he, he doesn't help him out. 13 years friends, 13 years later, like 13 years of God taking through a school of hard knocks in a sense, 13 years God had to spend on him changing his attitude about who he was. 13 years, because after that at 30, at 30, he he gets this opportunity of a lifetime. He gets an opportunity because the king has this crazy, this dream, and, 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 and Joseph is like, okay, you know, what do I do? What do I do? And he interprets the dream for him, and it changes the way, um, he changes the course of his life, changes everything. In fact, what happens there is he gets put in charge. And if you read the story of when he interacts with the king, his attitude is so different. Everything is different. Now, you would think he got in charge of everything. And symbolically, the dreams that he was told about the sun and the moon, they were actually connected politically. So there was a point where he got to a point where he was the guy in all of Egypt. And if you fast forward the story, what happens is, there's a famine, his family shows up, and I can get into the details, but I don't have time for that. But what happens is he gets an opportunity after, I don't know, so many years to either forgive his brothers or not forgive them. And he chooses to forgive them. And he chooses to forgive them in such a way 
that there is an amazing passage of Scripture that some of you guys might have even heard before. And the passage of Scripture says this. It says, you intended this for evil, but God is going to turn it for good. And he blesses and forgives his own, his, the people who, who, who sold him into slavery, who trafficked him, his own brothers and sisters. And he does this. Now, when you, re- when you read the story, and friends, I wish we could spend a whole time, a whole series on this, but you realize that the biggest difference The biggest difference in the story is when God will see you and me and he says, I know where you are right now, but if you will let me, I will work with you and get you to a point where you can be really used by me. See, the truth is that some of us, some of us, we just, we, 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 we have this fixed thing, this fixed mindset of like, this is, this is the only thing I can do. This is the only thing I can do. So when it comes to spiritually um, living out your faith, some of you don't pray. You don't pray because you're like, I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. I, I used to say that. I, like, like, listen, there are some people, I, I would say sometimes, just jokingly, oh, women are just great at prayer. Men, not so much. I'm like, I wonder if that's true. Because it's not. It's not, it's not true. No, 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 no. They're better at this. No, they're better at this. Or she's better there. And they're better at this. Why couldn't you be an amazing prayer, and I'll use this old school word, prayer warrior? Some of you guys are like, what the heck is that? It's like that princess warrior? No, 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 no. No. I'm talking, I'm talking about a person who prays. Like, why couldn't you be a person that could pray down heaven in a sense? Like, name, I'm not that guy. Maybe you are. Maybe you could be. Name, I, I don't read the Bible. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand. I, I, I can't. I, listen, listen. You, I can't read it. I can't understand it. You can't tell me you can't read this thing. Not me. Because I can't read it anyway. So I'm like, I'm just saying. But what if you could actually learn and maybe God wants you to teach the Bible. Like, name, that's, that's nonsense. There's no way. Maybe, maybe God wants you to teach it. Like, name, I, uh, yeah. What about sharing your faith? What about sharing your faith? Like, oh, man, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. Why not? Like, why not? Why not? Some of you are like, you know what, maybe you're even watching and you're like, man, I'm just not a, I, I, I mean, I come to church and all that, but I'm not a church person, and I could never, like, be a part of, you know, be a part of church. Why not? Why not? You're like, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not. Yeah. Okay, well, what, what, what if you already decide that? What, 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 what if? But what if you did that? What if you did that? Spiritually, what are some of the things that you're, you, you've just kind of put I don't know, barriers towards yourself or surrounded yourself with limitations. Like, I'm not this person. I'm not this person. Why do you keep calling yourself something that God never called you? Why do we do this? What if you're like, hey, put in the hard work 
put in the effort, put in the time, and you could become a great prayer person, a person who knows and understands the scriptures, who, who continually grows in them, who, who understands people and can share God's word, and who jumps on and makes time to serve. Like, what if you just worked? You're like, what? Yeah, what if you just worked harder? You know what will save you? It will save you 13 years of misery that God is like, hey, this is what's going to happen. You see, if you don't think that hard work is connected to spiritually maturing, I'm not quite sure if you know what Jesus is talking about. L let me read you this. This is his uh, story about prayer. He's, he says in Luke, he talks about how you and I need to consistently pray, 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 pray. He says this, I tell you this. Though he, this is, he is a man that he says, there's a guy who uh, his neighbor is asleep, but he has a guest and he's trying to wake up this guy to get him something. And he says this, he says, if your buddy won't get up for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because, because of your, because of your shameless, what, what's that word? Persistence. He says, because you're annoying. He'll do it because you're annoying. You show up again and again and again. Jesus here is talking about prayer. That God looks at our effort more than he looks at our talent when it comes to prayer, when it comes to everything spiritual. So friends, what do you and I need to do today? To push, put, say, okay, you know what? I've been called good, bad things. Okay, but what am I going after? How much work am I putting into my spiritual faith? Am I doing that? Or do I just believe that it should just be natural? See, none of the people that we admire have reached where they are because it was just natural. Man, they put in, they put in, they put in the work. The work. They put in the work. So spiritually, maybe you need to get to work. See, for some of us, you're like, okay, what, what does that mean practically? Let me give you one practical thing, okay? One practical thing is this. We started two services, okay? 9.30 and 11. You're like, okay, I know. I'm at the 9.30. Okay, got it. Okay. Great thing was last week we started and we had the most number of people. We also had the most number of kids. Yeah. Good news, bad news. Okay. Good news is they're all your kids. So that's good. Okay. Bad news is, is that we also need a lot more volunteers. And you're like, uh-oh, this is what's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. You're like, what, what? See, for some of you, I think what it is, is you're like, Name, I don't volunteer in church. I don't do this. I'm not that guy. I'm not this person. I'm not this person. What if you did? What if you did? And so for some of you, I'll tell you right now, for some of you, it is to volunteer. So there's this card right here like this. It should be in front of your seat. And it says here to scan to volunteer. And friends, we need your help. Because what we're trying to do is we're trying to grow this church. We're trying to grow what God wants to do here. And it requires all of us to have this growth mindset and do things we're not necessarily talented to do. You're like, Naeem, you, I'm not talented. I'm, I'm not even a great Christian. Okay. Okay. Can you spell Jesus? Okay. We'll take you. We'll take you. Well, we, we used to have, except, we used to wanted, wanted exceptional people on our volunteer team. Now we just, you're good enough. You're good enough people. We just want good enough. Okay, You're, okay, we are going to do a background check, especially if you volunteer with kids. 
So don't volunteer if you don't want us to find out stuff, okay? But, I know I'm joking, but friends, man, I'll tell you what. We, we, we can accomplish something together that we can never accomplish by ourselves. And that's why we are in community. And I want to tell you that you can accomplish something that you thought you could never accomplish because you're in community. And so if you find yourself in a place where you're like, Nain, I'm just in a season, I'm just not sure, I'm not just sure, I, this is not working for me, and it's just so out of my, I'm out of my league. I want to say, I believe that you can do this. I believe you can do this. You might not believe this, but on a bad day when you don't believe, we get to believe for you. And so today, you might think, my name, I'm not a talented person. I'm not this. I don't have this. I don't have the skills. I don't have the goods to become whoever you want to become. I just want to say, if you would just lean in, put in the work, I'll believe, will believe for you. Because God has given you, God's given you his spirit. And his spirit is limitless. So let me pray for us. Lord God, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, God, that you are the God who reminds us, God, it reminds us that we're not supposed to put any boundaries about, around us. God, spiritually, some people here are going, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I am this person. I am this person. I always struggle with this. We'll always struggle with this. I'm just that person. And so, God, I just pray right now that that lie will be broken. That they will begin to see, God, that there is more. There's possible that, God, that you could have so much more for us. God, pray for the person right now who, who says, you know, I, I'm not quite sure what do I need to do here today. What do you, God, I know you're speaking to them. So I pray that you would speak to them. God, I think as we respond today, some of us might go to the cross, again, reminding ourselves, God, of who we are that we would not hold on to things that we're not supposed to hold on to. Others of us, God, might, might go to receive communion. Again, responding to what your sacrifice has done for us. It's allowed us to live a spiritual, profound life that we could never live on our own. And God, I thank you for some of us. When we go light a candle, we are being persistent. We're showing up doing the work, knowing God, that you reward us because of that. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.